Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. Today's movie we're reviewing is called Apostle. It's written and directed by Gareth Evans, starring Dan Stevens as Thomas Richardson, Richard Elfman as Charles, Catherine Aaron as Elaine, who is Thomas Richardson's sister, and Lucy Boynton as Andrea. The plot is... In 1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. With that in mind, 30 screams or less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Apostle? Dude, what the fuck did I just watch? Right? Uh, yeah, this movie was pretty fucked up. Uh, came out in 2018 as a Netflix exclusive. I remember reading about it early, seeing the trailer as like a suggested movie I should watch back then, and I never did. Uh, and now I did. And uh, yeah, it's kind of traumatizing, honestly. <laughs> it's very twisted. Uh, you sent me the trailer and I immediately was like, cults? Okay, let's check that out. Because I find cults to be very fascinating and just crazy. Just like reading all the cults that have happened. Jonestown, fucking Heaven's Gate, all that shit. So... I find it interesting. I find that interesting with serial killers, kind of same vein. So when you sent me this, I was like, okay, I'm interested and definitely lived up to my expectations. I thought it was great. It was crazy. It was two hours. You said it was slow. I didn't think it was. I thought there was something always happening. Pretty much my only complaint about the movie was that I thought it was slow. Right. See, I felt invested the whole time as I'm watching this. And it was like little things that were happening. I mean, within a few, maybe 15 minutes or so, someone got his throat cut. So I know there was at least that. But there was a brief period at the beginning where it was like, all right, what's going on? Is this just like Ellis Island deal happening where they're like importing from somewhere else and, you know, staying there? I thought it was a little bit dragged for a little while. I mean, it started with those people on the boat. And where, do you know where the sheep came from that randomly showed up inside the boat? I do not. The thing just out of nowhere. And then someone decided to yeet it off the boat. Yeah. I was like, why did that man just pick that sheep up and fucking yeet it straight into the ocean? Why? Dude, no idea. So yeah, they yeeted this freaking baby lamb. It's not a sheep. It's not a full fledged lamb. It's a little baby lamb just off the boat. Like, you're not coming with us. See you later. Go swim. And I forgot like, to say, uh, today's your birthday, isn't it? It is my birthday. Happy birthday. Today is August 15th. So by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be August 21st. Uh, make sure to send us a tweet or an Instagram post or whatever, wishing old man Steve a happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. That's real nice of you. Yeah. So, so yeah, back to the movie, back to things that matter here. Exactly. Back to things that matter. Not my 41 years around the sun. So anyways, Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? So they, uh, they throw the lamb off the ship. 
that's immediately where I was like, holy fuck. All right. Take it easy. So then they get to the island. They're doing their checks of people. I think they're checking them to see if they have typhoid or um, what's that other disease that was really popular in like the 1800s, early 1900s. I'm honestly not sure. It's not sepsis. It's tuberculosis. That's it. Okay. TB. Yep. Yeah, that was a big thing then. So maybe they were just looking for signs of that on the people coming in on the island. And then they send them off to their new homes. And from there, they go and see the, uh, I guess, preacher or the cult leader. And he's doing his whole sermon for the new people. And then everyone just kind of starts living their best life on this ridiculous island filled with uh, cult members. So I love the fact that they make you think that this dude, um, what was his name? Mark Malcolm. They make you think he's like the leader of the cult for the whole movie. Yeah. And I mean, technically he is until what's his face decides to take it over for himself towards the end. But oh, God. Yeah. He took it over fucking big time. And yeah. Literally, he was just the wolf in the sheepskin, just laying in wait until the time to strike. And that strike was when he got in that fight with that kid. But we're going to get into that because that part was gnarly. I was fully expecting this movie to be fucked up, like we were saying before, because it had to do with cults. And did you have that same mindset kind of going into this? Or did you hear anything beforehand about this movie on your Reddit? Because you're always on Reddit, like talking to people about horror movies. There's been threads about it. People have, have been raving about this movie since it came out. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and yeah, when we're trying to find stuff to watch, I'll always take a quick peek player and see if there's anything that you might be interested in. So yeah, this came up and then I found the trailer for it and sent it to you right away. And you were like, yep, cult, I'm in. <laughs> cult. You didn't yep, even cult, think twice. Nope, didn't think twice at all. It's just like, I saw it. I was like, yep, I'm sold. Let's do this. Like, and here we are. It literally, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, you sent it to me yesterday. And then I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, and like you finally get the vibe of what this cult is during that whole sermon in the beginning where there's fucking jars of blood everywhere. Yeah. And does. then then the random shot of a bunch of people or someone under the floorboards of this church. Oh, I missed that part. Okay. Uh, it, it, it elaborate on very, that. It happened very quickly. It just panned to the floorboards and you see someone underneath. It was literally like a split second. Oh, okay. So yeah, I missed that probably because I was like looking down to take notes on what the hell was going on. And then I probably just simply missed it if it was that quick. But there are a bunch of parts in this movie that kind of have to do with that. There's one in particular where I'm like, how is this happening? Why is there this like, weird blood river happening and what the fuck is that lady but yeah it's yeah. like so right after this floor scene we cut over to someone like helping a sheep give birth yeah and the baby sheep comes out and it was had its neck slit or something yeah and they, they just threw it in a bucket of water and it drowned yeah and i'm like all right let's fucking take it easy with the baby lambs here what's going on there's too much veal happening yeah i don't understand and the two sheep we see die like there's Obviously, there's no reason for it. No, no, they uh, that was absurd. I mean, animals die. That's nature, whatever. But to see just humans be like, ah, oh, fuck it, and just kill them, like, without thought, with no reason in particular either. Just, you know, you would kill an animal for food. These people were just like, ah, eh, don't eat it, fuck it. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay, easy. Uh, so going like into... Oh, Oh, no, I was going to say then we're going back to the sermon here when the leader there or the person we think is the leader at the time finds out that there's a rat within the group. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. They ended up finding this rat and 
kind of going back to what you were saying where you thought it was slow, and I can see probably this portion is that with the whole bringing to the island, doing the sermon, all this stuff, and finding out there's a rat. But they find the rat, and they take this guy into this barn where they proceed to try to ask him questions, but he's already beat up at that point, and then they just slit his throat. And it's funny because I was noting up until that point, and I'm like, I'm expecting this you know, to be fucked up, but nothing was really happening. And then as soon as I finished typing that note, the guy's throat got cut, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, and then they got the guy inside the church. They yeah. went, they fucking speared someone to death. Yeah, they did. It and was like I, I had to rewind this part because I couldn't figure out how Thomas got slashed. Oh yeah, the guy next to him, like Thomas, was trying to stop him from attacking the cult leader. We'll say cult leader for now because at this point we believe that's the main person. But the guy next to him that's knelt down with him tries to attack the cult leader, and I guess he was like a spy or someone sent in from the army to try to take this cult leader out. But when uh, Thomas is trying to restrain him, the guy pushes him off and cuts Thomas in the chest. And that's when he then gets speared by not just one, but wasn't it like four different spears? I might even it, have been more than that. It, it looked like a, a bunch. He looked like fucking Pinhead out of his sides. It was just yeah. all over. And he's still trying to attack the cult leader. He's got his knife out and he's spitting blood. And I don't know how they have these stakes just simply go through someone so easy. I don't know. Those things must have been sharpened to death. Dude, they had spearheads on them. Yeah, but even spearheads, like the force you would need to thrust a spear through someone's body. To... Do you want to try this? I, yeah, I, let's I do show it. Show you how easy it is. All right, do you have one? Can make it happen. Cool. All right, let's do it. You can get anything on the internet. I'll have a spear ship to my house. We'll test it out when you come down for Silver Scream. Yeah, just go to the Silk Road, and I'm sure you can get some uh, weapons on there. Perfect. Edit that <laughs> out so the FBI doesn't show up at either. Oh, shit. Just... Yeah, we should probably edit that out. Yeah. FBI be like, wait, there's no Silk Road. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That part right there was where it kind of took off, I thought, because, like, this was probably, what, 40 minutes into the movie? Yeah, I'd say about that. Um, and it, it I, I take some time. I think from that point forward, it is just like a fucking whirlwind. It was wild. It was an absolute whirlwind because... Then it's later on in the evening. They have like a curfew for the whole town. So I don't know what time it was, but everyone had to go in and go to bed and then proceed to work in the morning. So Thomas, he decides he's going to sneak out and just kind of walk around. And there was this one part where it was like, what the fuck is the purpose of it? So this guy puts a knife into this girl's arm and blood's coming out like crazy. And she's doing it willingly. And it's all going into a jar and she's reaching over to her daughter that's in a corner and she's kind of like trying to wave her in. And I don't know if it's like to drink the blood or something, but clearly that little girl had no interest in whatever was going on there. Thomas was just like, oh, okay. And he just proceeded on his merry way. I know he's watching all of this happen and he has no idea what's going on right now because he's only there to rescue his sister. Yeah, and just to kind of give everyone a little recap, his sister was kidnapped by this cult. So this is why he's there. He's being a spy and he's trying to get her back. So anyways, Thomas next day wakes up and he has to get to work. And he meets this kid who is kind of a young teenager. And Thomas knows that this kid has been, you know, fucking around with this girl. And per that village, they're very religious. So you can't be doing that stuff before marriage, nothing like that. They consider it like a mortal sin. So Thomas knows the kid 
doesn't want Thomas to know, so he's just helping Thomas however he needs to avoid it getting out there. Is this the branding part? Not yet. The branding part is towards the end, but holy fuck, dude, that imagery is fantastic. Yeah. I, so I, I thought it was so cool because they had his hands just like uh like tied and stretched out, and it's almost like the Jesus Christ pose. And behind him is a burning cross. So it's almost, I think, symbolic of Jesus on the cross being spread out like that. And then they proceed to brand him with this fucking giant ass cross, man. That shit covered his whole back. The whole entire back. It was massive. Usually when you think branding, you think kind of a small thing. I didn't expect to see a full-blown cross that you would probably put up at the top of a church and brand on that guy's back. Because that was fucking crazy. So then we cut to Fion, which the teenager you just mentioned, his name is Jeremy, um, who Thomas befriends. So we cut to Fion, which is his girlfriend. And earlier in the movie, or not too long before this anyways, we see the two of them have sex. Right. So Fion finds out she's pregnant and she tells Jeremy at this point that she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And they're both pretty excited about it. And then Quinn, Fion's father, comes in and finds out what's going on. And shit hits the fan again. Oh my God, the shit hit the fan all right. That father, and obviously this is later in the film, but the father, I think actually we can jump to this part because there's so much that happens after it as well that it's a fucking whirlwind of a movie. There's just so much going on. So the father basically butchers his daughter and obviously kills her. I don't think he pulled a baby out or anything, or, but you see her insides just fucking all mangled and out. And then that kid tries to murder the father in revenge for killing the woman that he loved. But oh, yeah. We, yeah. It does not so, go well. No, it doesn't go well. So the father makes it out of the house and he's saying to everyone that the teenager killed his daughter and he attacked him and... That's all people need to believe back in those days. They don't need any sort of proof. They just go, oh, he's a killer. Let's get him. Now we have to, like, punish him immediately. They don't know. There was no fucking testing, no DNA, no none of that shit back in 1905. They just went off of what people said. And then it was like, oh, okay, if you said it, it's true. And so they start chasing this kid, and they end up catching up to him. And the way that this kid was punished. I love that chase scene through, like, the cornfields, too. Yeah, yeah. Chase scenes through cornfields are always a good choice because so, there's so much chaos happening. Yeah, and like eventually they catch him and oh god, dude, they they oh, the torture device they use on this poor kid. He can't catch a break, man. First he lost the love of his life just finding out he was going to be a father. Mm -hmm. And then he gets fucking tortured for something he didn't do. Uh torture is putting it lightly though. Yeah, because, because Quinn's father goes to all of his people and blames Jeremy for killing his daughter. Yep. When it was Quinn that killed her. Right. Exactly. So he, they have this like bench thing or like a table mm -hmm. where they tie this kid down to a fucking table and the top of it where his head would be is a vice. They tighten it just enough to hold his head in so he can't move. And then what happens, Steve? Well, what I do want to say is because I thought this is really cool cinematography is that they do first person on him. And you see as they're tightening the vice grips, his head slowly moving straight and then as it gets tighter you see the blood over his eyes like just blurring the vision and i thought that was cool to show like first person the chaos that this kid is going through right now for something he didn't even do something that he's getting blamed for but what happens after this whole thing 
the new cult leader, the one that's like the wolf in the lambskin, whatever the fuck you want to call him, this guy said he's taken over. He's the one that's supposed to be in charge. The other guy is a false prophet. And this kid, Jeremy, he needs to be cleansed for his sin for impregnating his daughter. So their idea of cleansing is to have this kid lay down on a table, vice grips all over his body, basically. And then at the very top, well, first of all, they shave his head, a little bit of his head, and they have this fucking manual screw with a clamp around it. So Yeah, and it's got one of those things on the end of it that reminds me of my dad when he used to, back in the day, it used to drill deadbolts in the doors when you're going to install a deadbolt, one of those giant fucking drill bits that's shaped like a circle. Right, exactly. So they're just cranking this fucking thing. And it's, it's not like it's an electric drill or anything. He's just cranking this thing. And you see it slowly happening. The kid's sister is freaking out. The father eventually shows up and sees his son dead. But what happens is this drill slowly just touches his head. And then they just start proceeding to drill into his brain. And they consider that cleansing. Naturally, the father shows up, sees his son dead on the table. And all hell is breaking loose. Thomas is tied up. And he manages to get freed, stabs one of the guards in the face with one of the spikes that was holding him back and beats the shit out of the other guy and runs off. Now, when he runs off, he runs into this fucking barn, right? And maybe you should take over from here because this reminded me of some straight up Resident Evil Silent Hill shit. He walks into this barn here and this is where we see, was that the, that was someone's mother or something, right? They have her basically like, weeds and vines and shit growing all over her um, yeah i don't even know what it was like i thought it could have been a witch for instance but this lady maybe. she's just covered in vines and she's like attached to the ground and the only way to what happened i'm sorry i should go back to is that this town the crops are suffering from some sort of disease or whatever and they're all toxic they're all infected so in order to resolve that, this lady that is just tied up in vines, they feed her blood from the villagers. So when they feed her the blood, that's when the crops and everything start to flourish. So that's what this lady is. Like She's like a part of the whole ecosystem, I guess. And then you have, I don't know who this guy is, but he looks like the fucking baghead guy from Resident Evil 5, no, Resident Evil 4 running around with a chainsaw, but he doesn't have a chainsaw because it's 1905. But that's where Thomas runs into. Yeah, so he runs into this. It reminded me of Pyramid Head right off the bat, minus the pyramid. Oh, okay, Co yeah. Covered in blood. Um, I don't know. We never really found out what it was or why it was there. No. But... Yeah, we never found out what the reason was for that particular character. But he just had like these wrappings over his head, no shirt on, wearing pants, covered in blood. And his sole purpose, I guess, was to get people into that garage and just hang them upside down. And my guess is that he would drain them of their blood or take parts of them and feed them to this lady in the vines. And that's that's what his job was. But he didn't seem like a regular villager by any means. He seemed like some sort of entity or something like that, like almost like demon-like, because he wasn't making normal human sounds. He was saying all sorts of weird shit. Like, he was almost sounding like a fucking clicker from The Last of Us. I could see that. Yeah. The death scene with this thing was fucking insane, too. Oh, absolutely. But what we need to establish first is that 
this fucking thing knocked Thomas out after Thomas was able to get back with his sister and find his sister who was hanging upside down in a bag waiting to be killed and fed probably to that vine lady. I'm calling her vine lady. I like it. You That's know. right. Not quite Silent Hill, man. Found a, a mallet or something and used it on Thomas and knocked his ass out. Yeah, exactly. Not quite Silent Hill, man. Knocked him out and then chained up Thomas by the hands. So Thomas is on the ground, chains are around his hands, and this guy starts cranking this device and Thomas gets pulled up. And this device, it's like a grinder, like a, a manually turning grinder. And Thomas is getting pulled by these chains. And of course, it gets to a point where Thomas actually does end up going into the grinder with one of his hands. And I'm like, dude, see you later, hands, because those things are fucked right now. So this thing reminded me of like Halloween end, that thing in the end of that movie and just something straight out of Saw. Good call. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you know what? It reminded me of that too. Now that I think about it, is that at the end of Halloween ends, he had that fucking car crusher metal thing, whatever they threw him in. Doesn't fucking matter. The movie sucks anyways. I hope we can review it and then I'll give it a negative five. We already <laughs> reviewed it. There we go. There's your review as well. Two reviews, we, one podcast. Episode. We had we had a lot to say about it. Well, yeah. I think we shit on it in another podcast too. So we've technically reviewed it twice. Yeah, and we should just do it again. We'll just continue to do it on multiple episodes. We'll stress our be, hatred. Yeah, it'll just be the longest review on Halloween Ends. Like this whole thing was a ruse that we just wanted to review Halloween Ends for 31 episodes. That'd be hilarious. Podcast is over. We're done talking about Halloween Ends. That would be People would be like, the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas gets free. And struggles with not quite Silent Hill boy. They fight. Silent Hill guy ends up getting chained around his neck. Thomas kicks some weight thing and strangles this thing to death. And this is when, once that's all done, he's just walking away and he sees Vine Lady. I'm saying Vine Lady like she's like a Viner from back in the day. So anyways, Vine Lady is like saying to Thomas, I've been waiting for you to come, my child. That type deal, right? And she puts her hands on his head, shows him everything that she's seen. And I don't know if it's like give him her powers or whatever, but I think kind of happens. And she wanted to just be let go, like released. And yeah. in order to do that, Thomas just had to burn her alive. Yeah. And she didn't even react when, when he dumped gas. Did he, I don't remember. Did he use gasoline or did he just burn the vines? No, he just burned the vines. They had like yeah. uh, those lantern type deals right? You know, that you see in barns or whatever back in those days. And like, I know, of course, because I'm fucking that old. But he just took that and he threw it on her and she was just happy as fucking picking shit. Just yeah, like, yeah, she just hanging out. Happy and like I said, did not even react to getting burned alive. Nope. And because this lady was like part of the whole ecosystem, basically, you start to see everything on this island basically burning so we're talking like homes are burning fields are burning like all this stuff it's like massive fires are happening because he decided he was gonna kill her with the flames but that's what she wanted she wanted to be let go she didn't want to live that life anymore yeah it was actually kind of a cool scene yeah i thought that was a good scene then poor thomas goes back and uh proceeds to get stabbed a few more times oh, i could yeah. not figure out how this man lived so long. He got stabbed so many times in this movie. Dude, this guy is built like fucking stone, apparently, because he was fighting the new cult leader, the guy who was claiming the old one was a false prophet, the one 
who was basically laying in wait the whole time. They are getting in a struggle. Thomas stabs this guy like in the throat with a spike and they're struggling on the ground. That cult leader takes a knife out. And he's just, like you said, he's stabbing him in the stomach, like the side of the stomach where, I don't know, it's like your fucking liver or kidneys or something, whatever is there. Like that spot, like oh, yeah. a spot where you would get shivved in prison. Yeah. He poked him like eight or nine times. Yeah. And in that same room was two girls that were actually chained up. One of those girls being his sister. And he was trying to get her out of there and, you know, break them free. So that way they can make their way off the island. Of course, he's at this point, like his hands mangled. He's been stabbed in the stomach multiple times. And the girls are trying to escape. And he's just fucking a stumbling mess. So at this point, he says to his sister, you just need to go pray for me, all that stuff. Because he's a religious guy. He just wanted to get on this island, pretend he was in the cult to get her, to rescue her. So that was kind of like his last thing before he died. So island's burning. And at this point, the girls get off the island. A fucking cavern blows up for some weird reason and blood's flying out of it. I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened there. I thought that I, was weird. Yo, that was confusing. Yeah, I don't think it needed to be in there. I think it's just added to confusion. So if they left that out, it would have just been perfectly fine. So Thomas is dying. He's left on the island. And then you see the initial cult leader kind of walking up. And this guy, uh, it's almost like they have a shared enemy, the newer cult leader, Malcolm. It's one of those, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, that thing. So the old cult leader and Thomas, they basically not join together, but you see the leader come over to Thomas and just look at him and kind of like, I guess, nod or something like that. Like they both understand each other or recognize that, you know, the real threat is gone. But because Thomas interacted with that vine lady, as soon as he laid down on the grass, his blood started growing flowers and everything like that. And that's when we realized that, okay, she gave her powers to Thomas and now he's the one that's taking over. Do me a favor real quick. Look at the chat. I'm looking. What are you sending me? Do you see those two people? Do they look like the same person to you? They do. Like that's... one's... What? That, that's the guy that played Malcolm, which is Michael Sheen. Yeah. And Andy Serkis, two different people. They are really identical looking. I thought the whole movie that that was Andy Serkis. Wow. No shit, huh? Wow. Very similar. So yeah, that's all. Yeah. So at the end of this movie, Thomas is laying on the ground and he's starting to become one with the land. And that's it. Was and scene and I movie. Yeah, that, I thought that was a cool ending, was him becoming part of the Earth, basically. Uh, it's going to lead to a sequel. Who knows? Okay, mm -hmm. maybe not. I mean, you could, because you can make another movie about a cult. Oh, yeah, the cult expanding and you know Thomas being the new oh, Vine guy now. Not Vine lady, Vine guy. And they uh, worship him. I don't think there's going to be a sequel, obviously. I'm just saying, like, they could go forward with it if they wanted to, but it was a cool ending. I did like that. So we don't know if maybe he survived. I'm thinking he did because now uh, he's part of the land. We don't know. But Corey, what did you think of Apostle? So I gave this four out of five dead kids. Um, I thought that the movie was really cool. But like I said, my complaint was that it dragged for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a bit too long, two hours. I, I don't really care for two hour movies anymore. Okay. Um, I think it would have been a perfect five if it didn't drag so much. Um, I thought the tension was great. The The character building was awesome. The score and the visuals are absolutely incredible. But yeah, my only knock is the, the dragging. That's it. And the length. 
makes sense. Yeah. So actually it was going to be my next question to you is that if they were to, I guess, speed up the pace of the movie, not have it drag on so much, would it be a five for you? But it sounds like that would be the case. I would get a perfect for me. Perfect yeah. five. Like I think cults are fascinating also because like they're all different. They all worship different things. And the, the crazy part about it is that cults are real. Oh man, that it's such a crazy thing to think that people want to believe in something so much that they will follow whoever is just charismatic and has something to say that they can latch onto. And because of that, they're just fucking sold. They're like, I believe this guy. He's going to help me. He's going to lead the way. But those people also prey on the broken people, on the minds that just aren't there. So that's the reason why these cults happen. And it, it's fascinating. It's very fascinating to read and hear about. But at the same time, it's so unfortunate to see that people get into that shit. Yeah. Did you watch Waco, the Netflix documentary about the real Waco? Uh, I didn't see the documentary, but I saw the show that they did of it, which was interesting because they're trying to make the people of Waco be, I guess, more human-like. Like they're just a bunch of people that believe in a certain collective and they were doing their own thing, living their own life. But yes, I saw the show, didn't see the documentary. What does the documentary have to say? I mean, you know the story of Waco. Just watch the documentary. It's like real, they interview real police and law enforcement that were there. Mm, yeah. And there's even a couple of the survivors that are interviewed. Wow. Yeah, that place got real messed up. A lot of people died there. A lot of people. A bunch of kids, families, and they were just trying to live their best life in this commune. Yep. And I'm not advocating for cults by any means but why not if they're if i don't know if they're not doing any harm then i guess leave them alone but at the same time then there are those instances where it's like the cult leaders doing things with underage girls and all this and that and that's a problem obviously for sure so, yeah obviously that's not good i'm not gonna fucking say that's right or anything if there's a cult that's doing that shit which most of them are then i can't agree with that obviously but it's fascinating to hear. I actually listened to a podcast on Heaven's Gate, and that was interesting because there's still one Heaven's Gate member left, and I think he maintains their website still. I'm not familiar with that one. Heaven's Gate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. Like, I just have to remind you. Heaven's Gate is the one where they all drank the punch and they laid down in their bunk beds, all wearing black and wearing Nikes and with um, sheets covered over all of them. Well, at least they were in Nikes. Yeah, exactly. You know, awesome shoes. Went out with it was their, a weird group. Went out with their retro ones on. Yep, exactly. So you got to get those retro ones because A, you could sell them like crazy, I bet, because now they're part of a crime scene. I probably have them. You probably do. You probably somehow got them and just like use your bot or whatever and got them. Edit. You somehow <laughs> just got them. I don't know. You probably bought them somehow and now you have them and you have no idea. Bots aren't illegal. They're unethical, I guess. Whatever. Hey, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. But yeah, hearing that, Jonestown, where like hundreds of people drink the Kool-Aid, that's where the saying came from, drinking the Kool-Aid, believing the cult leader. They all drank the Kool-Aid and died, and there was like hundreds of bodies just dead on the ground. And We should start our own cult, and uh, our whole thing could be drinking the beans. Drinking? Be like, just drink these beans. You're going to go to sleep and fart your ass off. You're Drink these beans so you can meet your maker. And then it's just like, oh shit, maker's mark. 
whiskey it'd be the dumbest cult ever it'd be like well actually i kind of don't hate this yeah no one would die no no one would die everyone would just be like feeling pretty good about their lives yeah well i have to come up with some requirements for the cult yeah i guess uh use that hashtag 30 screams or less let us know what our cult requirements i guess yeah we need a we need a list we need a how to how to cult how to cult i'm sure there's a uh for dummies right cults yeah. for dummies yeah cult i'm sure there's one of those dummies. books I'm going to check Amazon real quick. Yeah, check. No, I'm sure no. that'll go over real well with the FBI. Let me open up an incognito window real quick. There you go. Cults for dummies. My God, I would laugh my ass off if it's there. For Wicca and witchcraft for dummies. Oh, okay. Oh, how to start a cult. For dummies? Not for dummies. This is for uh, professionals. Oh, uh, okay. I want to <laughs> see what happens if you buy it. I'm just dumbfounded right now. I mean, somebody I, bought, bought it. Somebody send us some money so I can buy this and not feel bad about spending money on it. Yeah. And I want to know too, like there's got to be reviews on Amazon with that. Mm, there's some silly shit on here. The reviews say, tried starting a cult, didn't work out. Ooh. One star. How to use deception to recruit cult members. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is not the dark web. This is like the surface level web. That's That's wild. Hmm. All right. Well, we got some reading to do. Those are added to the cart. Added to cart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you and I could probably talk cult stuff for a while because it's it's interesting stuff. It's it's uh it's psychologically interesting. Same mm. with serial killers. There, it's fascinating that things can turn that way. I guess. Yeah, for sure. All right, everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, X, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. Of course, be sure to tell your friends. Visit 30screamsofless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts that go with those episodes. We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Visit shiningwizardsnetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal to horror. So definitely check that out. They got a lot of awesome stuff up there. And if there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com and hit us up on social media. Use that hashtag 30screamsorless. Let us know, I guess, what our cult requirements are. Yeah, we need details. Oh, yeah. Also, when it comes, buy the merch. Buy the merch. And I, I actually got, an, I got anyway. a yeah, I got a new hosting provider, by the way. So I'm trying to wait really? for that to kind of kick over. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see. It's grossly cheaper and they offer way more. GoDaddy's a fucking scam. Second week in a row, I'm talking about how GoDaddy sucks. Uh, Fuck them. So what is this whole server just migrate or does our website just migrate over to this new server? Yes. Okay. That's basically it. Yeah, I already started the migration. It's just the domains now need to be moved over and then it should run fast. All right. You know what? Because we're going to we're going to wrap this up in a second, but GoDaddy has our website hosted on a server that is ready, 512 megabytes. It's a Linux server. Not even it's a gig. Not even a gig. My phone is faster than that fucking server. The fuck GoDaddy? Yeah. Pull it together. Holy shit. Maybe time to upgrade your servers. I remember one time they tried to charge me more money because they're like, oh, you're on an older server. I'm like, whose fault is that? Just migrate me, you dick. Fucking scam artists. That's what they are. All right, everyone. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans. Mm -hmm.